Letter 5 presents Tomorrow 61212. I don't know if it really did happen. And I won't know for a while, a couple of months or so. I mean, if if what he told me turns out to be true, well, then, of course, that's it. But if it did happen, it was because of my new shoes. You see, I had just put them on when I saw how gray it was outside. Well, I wasn't going to wear them if it was going to rain, so I switched on the radio. Over tonight and tomorrow, that's the news and the weather. Now some music to get dressed by. And we'll start with a new one by the big four, the biggest and hottest thing since the Beatles. That's right, the four mosts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I like the four most as much as anybody, but I still wanted to find out if it was going to rain or not. So I picked up the phone and called weather. for Zone 1, the greater metropolitan area from Boston to Washington. By order of the Weather Control Board, we will have rain for two hours this afternoon, beginning at 2 p.m. and continuing until approximately 4. Clearing will begin after 4. What? Weather for zone Hello, two, operator. Operator. Virgin Islands. Operator. Hurricane Gertrude has been successfully diverted, and the Caribbean complex can expect fair weather for the next few days. Weather for Zone 3, Great Britain and Western Europe. Oh, no. Six eleven. Castelli speaking. Repair service? Look, there's something wrong with my phone. Wrong with it? Yes. Um, I, I just called weather, and I got some kind of crazy stuff about Zone 1 from Boston to Washington, and... Well, didn't you get the information you wanted? Well, I sure didn't. I wanted the weather here in New York. But that's included in the Zone 1 report, which covers the greater metropolitan area. On the other hand, there does seem to be something wrong with your phone, because I'm getting you on audio, but not on video. What? Well, I can hear you, but I'm not getting any picture. May I have your number? I don't know what you mean by not getting a picture, but uh, my number is Harold 47108. Harold? Yes, 47108. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm afraid uh, what I want is your instrument number. You, you mean my phone number? Well, yes. <laughs> well, I just gave it to you, Harold 47108. Now, look, miss, uh, uh, may I have your name? Well, sure, it's Lorber, Nina Lorber. Well, as I'm sure you know, Miss Lorber, we're very busy here, and I don't have time for this sort of thing. What sort of thing? Well, jokes. I asked you for your number. And I gave it to you. Yes, a herald something. We haven't had a designation like that in, uh, well, I don't know, uh, 60 years. What? What are you talking about? Uh, Miss Lorber, if you will look at your instrument just over the touch tone and under the screen, you will see a number. Now, the first five digits represent the area, district, and street. What did you say your name was? Castelli. Peter Castelli. Well, I am looking at my instrument, Mr. Castelli. 
And I don't know what you mean by touch, tone, or screen, or anything like that, but there's a number in the center of the dial. Dial? Yes, dial. <laughs> you turn it, and you get the number you want. At least sometimes. Sometimes you get a character who's got nothing better to do than make jokes. Uh, Miss Lorber, just a second. Uh, may I ask you a question? It's a rather strange one. Well, it can't be any stranger than the things you've been saying so far. I'm sorry, but, uh, Miss Lorber, will you tell me what the date is? Uh, where you are, I mean. Where I am? I mean, uh, uh, would you tell me, uh, well, just tell me what the date is. Don't you even have a calendar? It's the 22nd, all day. Yes, but the 22nd of what? Of April, Thursday, April 22nd, 1965. And the time is 8.20, and I've had enough of this. In fact, I'm... 1965? I knew it. At least I knew it had to be before 70, and... Miss Lorber, you're not going to believe this. I wouldn't myself, except that I was just talking to one of the engineers who did the study on ComSat 1, and... I, I wouldn't believe what? What's a ComSat? A communication satellite. The first one was launched about your time. It went dead about 1985, but something seems to have happened to it recently. Regeneration, probably. Because it's been interfering with both our lunar and terrestrial channels. You see, you say it's 1965, but I'm speaking to you from the year 2035. Mr. Castelli, that does it. No, really, I've got to go and get to work. But when I get to the office, I'm going to call your supervisor. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. You, you can't. What do you mean I can't? Uh, hang up, I mean. Are you kidding? Now, look, maybe you've got nothing better to do than make with the no, joke. No, but... believe me, it is not a joke. I swear it's not. Now, look. Uh, please listen to me, Miss Lorber. Please. I know it sounds impossible, but it's true. And if you give me a chance, I'm sure I can explain it to you. Explain what? Uh, how it happened, or at least how it could happen. You know what a space-time continuum is, don't you? No. Oh. Well, uh, you know it's possible to bend light, don't you? Bend it? Yes, change its direction. Well, you can do the same thing with other types of waves. Now, suppose something went wrong with the automatic switching equipment in the phone system. It was pretty complicated even in your day. And instead of going through the regular channels, your voice went out to the satellite. And when it came back, instead of coming back to the same segment of the space-time continuum, it came back to another one. I... I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't want to know. Now, please, you've had your fun, but really, I've got to go. No, 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 you can't. Don't you realize what this means? If we can figure out how this happened, it will be one of the greatest steps forward in mankind's history. But it's going to take time. I want to call in some of our scientists, have them study it. And if you hang up, if I lose contact with you... But, but, but I've got to get to work. Work? I just told you, this is the biggest, most important thing that's ever... All right. All right, Miss Lorber, if you've got to go, go ahead. But may I ask a very important favor of you? Don't hang up. Don't hang up? What do you mean? Leave your phone off the hook. It'll keep the channel open so we'll still be in contact. But, now, uh... please, Miss Lorber. Okay. O okay. After all, I, I, I'm not going to be here, and if it's, if it's such a big deal for you, well, then... Okay.
Don't you feel well, Nina? What? Well, you haven't touched your lunch. It's 20 after already. We've got to get back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're feeling okay, Nina? Yeah. Well, what do you ask? Well, I don't know. You've just been acting kind of funny all morning, right? I, I, please, I'm fine. Well, as I was saying, okay, he's a great guy, and it's been a long time and all that, but why does it have to be on a Saturday night? What am I supposed to do, sit home and knit or something? If you've got to see him, why can't I come along? Or why can't we make it a double date? So Bill says no, that he's kind of shy, doesn't like girls very much, and who? This Johnny Hodges, his oh. army friend who's coming down from Boston. Haven't you been listening? Oh, sure, of course I have. It's just, um, I uh, didn't get his name, that's all. Oh, well, I said, how come if you're such buddies then? Because you're not shy, not the way you were making a play for Dolores the other night. And he got mad, and I guess I did too, and, well, that was that. I see. Hey... He reads a lot of science fiction, doesn't he? Bill? All the time. But what's that got to do with it? Nothing. I, I was thinking of something else. But do you read much of it? Oh, some. After all, when you're going steady with someone, you ought to at least pretend you're interested in the same thing he is. And... Now, listen. Did you ever come across a story where, where somebody from, from the future gets in touch with somebody now, actually talks to them? You mean a time shift? Story. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you read them all the time. Either somebody from the future comes here, that's time travel. Or somebody from here gets back into the future and comes back again. Why? Oh, I was just interested. I mean, well, do you... Do you think it's possible? Well, if it wasn't, the magazines wouldn't print them, would they? I mean, the least they can do is make sure of the facts. But how come you've got such a thing about science fiction all of a sudden? Well, I haven't got a thing about it. It's just that... Oh, Sally, I, I think maybe you were right before. I, I'm, I'm not, not feeling very well. Well, I knew it. The way you were acting in the office and now here. What is it, headache? Oh, something like that. Anyway, uh, I, I don't think I'll go back with you. W will you tell Mrs. Libby? I think I'd better go right home. <laughs> The first thing I heard when I opened the door was a sound, a, a kind of funny one. I didn't know what it was at first, but I finally realized it was coming from the phone. So I went over to it and... Hello? Miss Lorber. Yes? I can't tell you how glad I am that you're back. Well, I told you I had to get to work, but during lunchtime I got to thinking about it and, well, I, I finally decided maybe I should come home. Yes, yes, we hoped you would. Now listen. Some of our leading scientists are here with me now, and they're in touch with a great many others. They've been working on this while you were away, trying to figure out exactly how it happened and what to do about it. How to put it to the best possible use. Well, hold now, John, just a second. I came back, but that doesn't mean I really believe it. Believe what? That you're really speaking to me from the year 2000-something. That it's not just a gag. No, 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 no. I told you that some of our scientists are here with me. Now, would you like to speak to one of them? One of our socio-psychologists, for instance? Well, why should I believe him any more than you? Can you prove that it's really true? Yes, yes, we think we can. 
We hoped we wouldn't have to because we don't know how much time we have. You see, if ComSat-1 is involved in this and its orbit shifts or it turns even slightly on its axis, we'll lose contact with you. Look, I don't care. Please, if you can prove it, go ahead. All right. Now, do you know some young men, quite popular singers we gather, called the Foremosts? Of course. Well, we checked the afternoon papers for the date you gave us, the 22nd, and the leading news concerned two of them, Ned and Jed. Each was secretly married last night in a double ceremony. What? But I just went by a newsstand and there was nothing about it. Oh, wait, just a second. Where are you going? Well, let me see if there's anything on the radio. With the 130 News and girls, for some of you, the top of it's bad news. I began my first broadcast this morning with a new disc by the Four Moose. Well, two of them have gone the way of all flesh and are now out of circulation. Just before I went on the air, we got word that both Ned and Jed were secretly married last night in a double ceremony in their suite at the Belvedere. Of course, that still leaves Ted and Bunker, but your chances of ending up with a foremost of your own has been cut in half and... Well, Miss Lorber? Okay. You called that one. But, but it still doesn't prove anything. What do you mean? Well... Well, you could have just heard about it before I did, from another broadcaster or a friend or something. Couldn't you tell me something, well, like, more personal? Something about me, for instance, that no one else would know. Well, yes, of course we can tell you some things about yourself. We had your file sent up from the Bureau of Vital Statistics. Ready? Yes. Name? Nina May Lorber, Social Security number 10689847923. Born February 11th, 1940 in Tipton, New Jersey. Daughter of Henry J. Lorber and Martha Gussman. Educated Tipton Public and High School and the Dawson Secretarial School. Married June 24th to John Hodges. What? Well, it's all true up to there, but, well, I don't even know a John Hodges. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's what we have down here. Uh, married to John Hodges of Boston. You're going to have uh, three children. Two boys and a girl. Boston? Wait a minute. Sally was, was just saying something at lunch, something about, oh, uh, a friend of, of her boyfriend who was down from Boston, and, yes, I think his name was Hodges. Johnny Hodges. Well? Well, there, there's no way you could have known that. I, I didn't really remember it myself until... All right, I... I, I still don't understand it, how it could happen, but I, I... I believe you. I believe you that it is happening. Oh, thank heaven. Now, listen. As I said before, some of our leading scientists have been called in on this. Besides trying to determine how this time overlap came about so that they can duplicate the process, they've also been trying to decide what they could do for you. That is, what information they can pass on that will be of the most use to your contemporaries. And the consensus is that the most significant advance in the last 200 years is the universal field theory. Well, what's that? A theory that unifies the approach to every type of field, not merely magnetic and electrical, but gravitational fields as well. Once you understand it, you'll be able to neutralize gravity as we can. Am I going to have to understand? No, Miss Lorber. We've been checking your journals, and we've discovered that, though he doesn't know it, one of your scientists is very close to the theory already. He happens to be a topologist. Topologist? 
He works in a specialized branch of mathematics that deals with spatial relations. His name is Dr. Menzies, and you can reach him at the Delta Foundation. Phone him and get him to come over here, and one of our scientists will talk to him. But, but what will I say to him? Tell him it concerns his paper in the June issue of the Journal of Topology. All right. All right. I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to do it, uh, get him to come, but... But I'll try. Hello? Dr. Menzies? Yes? Uh, this is Nina Lorber. Now, now, please listen very carefully. I I'm calling from a candy store on the corner, but I live at 19 West Thompson Street, and, well, I w wonder if you could come over there right away. What? Who do you say you were? Nina Lorber. Not that it matters. I, I mean, you don't know me, but it's terribly important. Important? How? I, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm not sure I know how, but you see, there's someone at my place who can. And, well, if you could just come over and speak to him. I don't understand. You say I don't know you and you won't tell me. Wait a moment. You must have the wrong Dr. Manzis. You want a medical doctor, no? No, I want you. You're a topologist, aren't you? Well, yes, but... Look, if you are one of my students and this is your idea of a joke... I'm not, and it isn't. I know it sounds crazy, and I thought it was a joke, too, at first, but it's not. I swear it's not. He said it was important, very important. He? Mr. Castelli. I'm sorry, Miss Lover, but even if you were more lucid about all this, and I were younger and more venturesome, I, I'm afraid I still couldn't come over... I'm right in the middle of something, but and I... you've got to come. I said I'd call you, and... Well, I can tell you this much. It's about your paper in the Journal of Topology. What? Which paper? I, I don't know, but it's in the June issue. But that... That is what I'm working on now. At least I promised them one, and it will probably appear. How did you know about it? He told me. Mr. Castelli... He said you were very close to something big, one of the most significant advances... Miss Lauber, I am probably the one who needs a doctor, a psychiatrist, but... What did you say your address was? 19 East Thompson Street. You mean you're coming? Yes. I will be there as soon as I can. Hello? Yes? Well, I, I got him. He's coming. Oh, good, Nina. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you mind my calling you, Nina? No, no, I don't mind. Uh, how long will it take for him to get here? Oh, I'd say about 20 minutes. Good. Now, we've been getting a little anxious. Now, just in case something goes wrong, we'd like to play safe and give you as much data as we can on the field theory. Uh, can you take shorthand? Yes. Good. Have you got a pad and pencil? Yes. Uh, then let me put Dr. Freud oh, on and... Oh, do you have to? I mean, well, I, I've gotten used to talking to you. Oh, all right. Now, are you ready, Nina? Yes. We'll start with the formula itself. Now, it's a little complicated, but if we... Hello? 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 Is this Harold 47108? Yes, yes. Your number was reported out of order, but it's now been repaired. If you wish to make a call, you may. But, 
Wait, wait, well, what's happened to him, to them, to... I beg your pardon. Never mind. Forget it. Theater 5 has presented Tomorrow 61212, written by Robert Newman and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Rosemary Rice, Donald Buca, Marie Masters, George Petrie, and Arlene Walker. Audio engineer, Neil Pulse. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Ted Bell. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.